This is Dubai Eye 103.8. The Everyday Entrepreneur. Stories to inspire you. So warm welcome. Joey Gazal is the founder of the Main Oyster Bar and Grill. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. How often do you get called the main man? Are you sick of that now? Um, yeah, <laughs> it seems to follow me around now. Sorry, I, could, I really couldn't help it. Had to, had to go there. But um, this is a restaurant you founded back in 2015. It's a, a New England style seafood, seaside brasserie. And tell us why you decided to go in that direction back in 2015. Um, well, honestly, it was kind of uh, inspired by the summers that I spent uh, vacationing in Vermont and Maine as a kid. I'm a Montrealer, and uh, my parents used Woo-hoo! to take us there. So oh, I was waiting for that, George. Yeah. <laughs> We're two Montrealers on the show. That doesn't happen often. No, not And if all. you've never been there, it's super charming, and it's beautiful. And I just felt that uh, that angle of doing a New England brasserie was something also that hadn't really been explored, not only in Dubai, but kind of internationally. Nobody's really done that. Okay. And um, I, I guess one of the things that we've mentioned is it's, it's very busy. And in Dubai, we're finding, you know, George, we talk about this over and over. Um, you know, restaurants pop up, they last for a few months, then they go. You guys have managed to make a success and, and you've expanded and we'll get to that. But, um, you know, what, what do you think has been the secret to the success? I have my own idea on why I think it's successful, but I want to hear from you first. How long do we have to discuss this? <laughs> um, it's not any one thing. I think it's a combination of many things. It's sort of a perfect storm uh, of many different elements that have to come together to make a restaurant successful. Um, and I think people sometimes underestimate how left brain and right brain the, the restaurant business is. Not only is it theater and flair and, and you know, uh, quality food and service, but it's also there's a, there's a big sort of uh, systems-oriented aspect to it and, and uh, really very calculated decisions that go into creating that kind of sense of, uh, of, of loyalty that, that people feel to a place. And I agree with Joey. You know, a lot of people will tell you, you know, out of 100 restaurants, there's 99 of them that close down and it's just, you know, it's your luck and how it works out in the footfall. It's not luck. It's a science. It's an actual science. And, and everything, like he's saying, is, 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 uh, is, is measured to the, to, the, to, the, to the slightest detail and, you know, the color of the door or the color of the table or the color of the chair, which we take for granted and say, okay, well, that looks nice. He's probably, or they've, probably yeah. spent, they've probably spent hours and hours. I will anguish to over the smallest yeah. detail. <laughs> yeah. It takes me, you know, sleepless nights and nobody even looks at it. Yeah. Now, I think footfall is something George mentioned, and I think that's very interesting. Um, You you take um, the main oyster bar and grill in JBR, and one of the things that makes it unique is the fact that it's not off a street. It's not in the middle of a hotel. It was very deliberate, the way that you made the entrance. It was almost like a secret club. You had to know where it was to get there. uh, I fell in love with the location as soon as it was presented to me. Um, I felt that that arrival experience was extremely unique. The idea that it had a little bit of cachet, it was a little bit hidden. You really felt like it was your own personal discovery. And I just imagined people taking their friends there and their friends would be like, where are you taking me? Mm. And, and just that feeling of going through this sort of unassuming door and entering this space was something quite, quite unique that I wanted to create. You're not walking into a mall, you're not walking into a hotel, you're not taking an elevator or an escalator. It's something you get out of your car, you walk straight in. And that, that in itself is a huge... Uh, uh, competitive advantage. I have to say, I, you know, the, that that ploy got me straight away. I was on a famous airline. There was an interview about the restaurant, and I was like, "Where is that? You, there's a secret entrance." And that's the sort of a Dubai did thing. You, did you discover it that late? Yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah. It's been around for a um, long time. 
I mean, this was the year it opened. Though. It was like the first month mm. it was on. It was on the radio there, mm. and I was. The thing is, everybody here wants to go to the hot place, the new place, and that was something, and that's great to start out. But what you've had to do is continue that from 2015. But that, I mean, in creating the concept, creating that sense of timelessness, something that ages well, something that feels like an institution, uh, is really about tapping into that sense of nostalgia and familiarity. And really, something that's very personal to me, um, and I think that that's what's come through in the concept, and that's uh, that's why I think it's resonated with people. Joey, one of the important things in, in the restaurant business, and if you want to you want to have a restaurant like you say that becomes an institution, is consistency, yeah. right? People want consistent food, consistent quality food, consistent service, and so on. How do you manage to, um, let's say, encourage or motivate your staff to keep that consistency going, especially after a success story when everybody's like, okay, this is working, we don't need, you know. How do you, how do you continuously push these guys to deliver the same quality of service and, 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 and taste? With, with great difficulty. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's, it's a sum of many, many parts. Um, there's a lot that goes on on the back end. I, I strongly believe that systems run restaurants and people have to follow those systems. So it's kind of a two-prong answer, I would say. So a lot of it has to do with really hiring nice people. Um, it doesn't matter if you have experience or not. We will teach you how to carry a tray and so on. But you have to essentially, you have to have a soul. You have to be able to uh, know, you be know part you of a nice culture. smile. Yeah. You, have to, you have to like people. Uh, I think that's very important. People that would, that like, would help. Yeah. yeah, it helps a lot. And, and it's actually not that obvious. There are, just, yeah. there are some people who have it innately yeah. and some people who don't. You know, I can teach you uh, certain things, but I can't teach you to care. Yeah. So that's where it starts. But on the back end, there's sort of this, there's a lot of systems and procedures that go into actually running the restaurant, to your point, as a business. It really is a business. Mm. Um, I think uh, incentivizing people, people like to work in an environment where it's fun. Um, I give people a lot of rope. Uh, I often say to people, I, I will give you rope. You can either climb or hang yourself, but I will give you the space and the freedom to, to nice. express yourself. And, you know, we're, we're going to say it again, we're both Montrealers, and Montreal has become a big culinary city or, or, or gastro city in, 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 um, in, in North America. A lot of small independent restaurants opening, a lot of great young talent coming out of Montreal, especially with the new young chefs. Any inspiration from Montreal? I mean, obviously, this is, this is a New England, this is a New England inspiration. Any of those new concepts in Montreal inspire you to do of something? Of course. I mean, I don't know if any specific concept, but I think that the spirit of Montreal definitely comes through yeah. in the main. And I think that's another reason why it's, it's I think, resonant. Well, you got poutine on the menu. That's a right. Good I had to put that <laughs> in. I mean, I had no, there was no getting away from that. But um, I think it's just that spirit of, you know, those renegade chefs who are really just trying to disrupt yeah. and and do things that are familiar and honest, but at the same time do them in a way that's unique. Not be afraid and, of coming out of the... Yeah, absolutely. The I think that's what it's about. And I think that's what comes through at the main. Cool. What are the plans What are the plans in the, in the, in the near future for, for you guys in the group? Um, lots of plans. I mean, we're, we're celebrating our fourth year anniversary uh, this month. Um, it's, it's crazy to think that it's already been four years. We opened the Main Street Eatery in Studio City back in May. We have the Mainland Brasserie opening in Business Bay in uh, February uh, next year. Uh, and we have our first international main coming up. And, and, and I just, we just launched a food truck as well um, that serves our, our famous, our now famous, uh, crispy fish taco. 
And that's what I was going to come to before. And I said, one, one of the things I think has been the secret to the success is the fish tacos. You tell someone you're going to Maine and whether they know that you've been before or whether, you know, it's your first time, every single person I ever tell says you've got to get the fish tacos. And that has almost created a destination dining experience in itself. The fact that it's so famous. Yeah. And, and the fact that we can take these tacos now on the road and, and make them more accessible. Um, the, the truck is parked at Ripe Market every weekend. We just did Party in the Park um, last weekend. Uh, it's going to be at Soul DXB in a couple Amazing. of weeks. So it's, um, and we've introduced some new tacos that are not actually on the menu at the main, a short rib, a cauliflower. Nice. Uh, we're also doing lobster rolls and poutine uh, on the uh, on the food truck. Sorry, that's a little plug about the food truck, but it was really <laughs> exciting. I've always wanted to do a food truck and it just seemed like a very natural thing to do. We sell more fish tacos than almost everything else on the menu combined. So yeah, we've become very famous for that. And that's what's interesting. A lot of people we've had on the show here have perhaps started, Joe, with a, a food truck. The food truck's gone okay. They've moved to a temporary premises. Then they go on to find somewhere else. Whereas you're going to the food truck as as an extension of everything else you do. And, and, and that expansion is interesting this way round. Yeah, I mean, it was really just, an, you know, uh, for us, it was, we wanted to get uh, as many people as possible to try our tacos. That's and if, all there was. if I can go back, I, I, I know we've we've mentioned this, but if I can go back to talking about the expansion. So Maine Oyster Bar Grill, 2015. Then you decide to go to Studio City and you're not the only people. A few restaurants go up to Studio City. What's the difference if, if you've got a customer and they're thinking, OK, I want to go to Maine. Do I go to the one up in Studio City? Do I go to JBR? They are a little bit different, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, a year ago, um, we made the conscious decision to rebrand the Maine as the New England Brasserie company um, with different locations spread out all over the city, as you said, uh, servicing these kind of underserviced areas. You mm. know, that that side of JBR back in 2015, really, nothing. there was nothing going on there. Studio City, you've almost got 100,000 residents out there. And, and prior to, to Studio One Hotel opening, there really, again, wasn't that much going on in terms of F&B in the area. Um, uh, and even in Business Bay, Business Bay, heavily populated area, a lot going on in DIFC, a lot going on in downtown, not that much going on in business base. So uh, when I was thinking about where to open, I'm always looking at kind of the off the beaten track so uh, location. You, you mentioned business bay, looking to looking to open early 2020. Mm-hmm. So It's opening in the uh, Zah Hadid building, uh, which is the Made by Amelia Hotel, yeah. the Opus. Uh, it's a very impressive building. It's a beautiful space, so much natural character. Um, and I'm really excited because it's going to be as you said, each location has its own little twist. Um, they're cousins more than they are twins. Uh, but the one in Business Bay is going to be markedly different. I'm going okay. darker, warmer. I designed them myself, so I, I, it's the part that I enjoy the most. And, and in terms of menu offerings, are we going to see a departure or, or is it going to be similar? Um, but- no, the, the, the classics will always be there, but... To your point, the one in JBR is really your nautical seaside brasserie. Yeah. So the one in uh, Studio City is really more your neighborhood eatery. There's more pizzas, more salads. There's a kids menu. There's a kids play area. It's really meant uh, tailored Family. for that yeah. for that neighborhood. Uh, the one in Business Bay is really your sort of downtown grill, um, warmer, darker, really a kind of more of a city offer. Trend, yeah, trendy. Yeah. So it's. Um, it's something I'm, I'm very excited to to launch. You can you can see it in his eyes when he's talking about it, how passionate the he is. The new baby. Yeah, his new It's his like new the, baby. New, the new ones. I coming. mean, it's, it's <laughs> like making movies. You're only as yeah. good as your last picture. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure to uh, to deliver. And when you started out, uh, when you opened Maine in Dubai, 
Did people say to you, a restaurant's a ter- terrible idea here? I mean, it's it's a crowded market. I mean, there's, what, 10,000 restaurants in, in Dubai? That's four times more uh, restaurants per capita than Manhattan. There's Crazy. a thousand licensed restaurants uh, in the city. So yeah, I mean, you, you have to be a little crazy to get into this business, but I've been doing it for 20 years and, and it is a business and I love it. And I think I'm getting better at it. So it's, <laughs> it's um, yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. What's the secret for success in your opinion too? If, if you're going to open a restaurant here, what's going to be the secret to your long-term success? Um, I think you really have to have, uh, first of all, you have to tell a very complete and compelling story. Um, I think it needs to be uh, immersive. I think you have to attack it from many, many different angles. Um, uh, for us, it's all about pressure points. So you have to be hitting all those pressure points um, throughout the entire customer journey. Um, you Give know, me an example of a pressure point, for example. Well, like for example, um, when you call to make a reservation, uh, the, the hostess or the reservations might ask you if it's your first time. And if it is your first time, then we... we put it in the system that it's your first time, that's communicated to the waiter, uh, so that we make sure that nice. because it's your first time, we, we really enhance, you know, go, your experience. enhance your experience. Yeah. We go yeah. that extra mile because we also feel that people uh, that are coming for the first time, maybe they've heard about it from their friends or they've read about it online. So there is a certain expectation. Maybe they, they, they heard about it on that famous airline. Um, and so there is that expectation. We want to make sure that it's more than what they, they expected. That's, that's smart. I never um, about it. A lot of these kind of things happen in the restaurants that are not obvious, but they're very calculated and deliberate. Yeah. Um, when a manager comes to your table and touches the table, uh, he may um, start a conversation with you about the, the, the Dover sole that you're having or the steak that you're having. That then is communicated to uh, the, the reservation. So on your way out, if the hostess says goodnight, you know, she may comment about, about that same wow. thing, about yeah. the Dover. It's these things in technology – Yeah. Uh, it's easier because it's algorithms, but when yeah. it's when it's human, it's a little bit more complicated. But it's really about the sharing of information and having a fully integrated system in the restaurant, um, where all these different uh, departments and and technology talk to each other. Um, there's a very famous book by Danny Myers, who's a legend in the industry, called uh, "Setting the Table." And in that book, he talks about something called connecting the dots. And dots are really these pieces of information that you collect along the way, and the sharing of that information is seamlessly is really what makes the, the, I think, the success. Great. That's great insight. I think something you, you, you mentioned um, there about the menu is really crucial. So if someone knows it's your first time, different restaurants here have very different concepts. It might be a sharing. It might be you order everything individually. And sometimes you can walk into a restaurant and feel totally overfaced and not understand, you know, something might be a certain price, but it gives you no guide as to whether this is, you know, order a few snacks here and you share them as a table. So I think that is something that is is really quite reassuring as a customer. If you come in, it's your first time and they say, look, guys, we're a sh- sharing concept here or no, this is our menu. Would you like me to talk you through it and help you? I think that is something I've definitely noticed. Yeah, I mean, look, we are a brasserie. And I mean, as a concept, A, it has to be driven around value. So there has to always be that sense of value that you feel that you're getting a lot for mm-hmm. your buck. Experience, um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of experience as well. Number two, when we started um, back in 2015, to your point, there really weren't that many players in the market that were playing in that sort of licensed middle category. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also a big reason, I think, for our success is that we, we, we created almost a category for ourselves. A casual, a casual high-end place, yeah, yeah. The Everyday Entrepreneur.
stories to inspire you. And our guest this week on Everyday Entrepreneur is Joe Gazal, the founder of the main oyster bar and grill. I promise not to call him the main man again, but um, <laughs> I just did. Never mind. So, Joe, we kind of covered quite a lot there. The, the, you know, how the business has expanded, what you guys are looking towards doing for the future. And there are a few other areas that we wanted to cover because brand loyalty is, is not as straightforward as someone who goes to a restaurant and then comes back. There's a lot more to it. And one of the areas lots of brands try to encourage and foster that relationship is through social media. What, how has that been for, you, for your company? Is it the, uh, New, Eng- the New England company? The New, the New England Brasserie Company, yes. Yeah. We, uh, we made the decision very early on not to advertise on any traditional media, but actually to focus all of our uh, attention towards social media. Uh, and we work with a fantastic agency that uh, really has a very sort of editorial approach to our content, to our videos. Um, and I think that that's been a, a in big part, uh, a reason for our success. We really are have quality content uh, and we're very focused on engagement. And I think that's really worked for us. And... You know, you've had prior to, to setting up um, Maine, you had prior experience, but would you say, um, lots of people we get on the show, they're starting out, they're starting, whether it's a restaurant, any other kind of business, and they say, I can't afford to have an agency that's going to help me with that. Um, would, would you say it's a cost you can't afford to miss? I mean, we are living in a very content-driven age, uh, and you really have to be casting a very wide net, uh, and a big part of that is, is, is the imagery that you put out there, because it's really, it's a brand-building exercise. And is that a kind of route that you would go down? We had a conversation um, earlier on the program about the use of influencers. Is it something that you see social media as a, as a way of making sure that the brand is out there or is it that you guys want to partner with people as well? Um, we do partner with people. Uh, I just did a big campaign um, with Suit Supply. Uh, there are other brands uh, that I've worked with um, uh, that, that, you know, it's a way for them to... to uh, to have us, it's a sort of cross promotion. It really it, it works uh, sometimes seamlessly uh, to promote the restaurant, and and I think these things are very very important. But the question of influencers, I don't know. It's it's I've already spoken once about this subject, and I think I don't think it's as important as people make it out to be. Yeah, and and what about word of mouth? The old traditional. I went to this restaurant. It was great. I tell all my friends and family about it's it. It's all about word of mouth. I mean that is infallible that's something that will will stand the test of time i agree and when you're getting when you're getting advice from people you know people you trust people you know that think like you that like the same things as you so it's so much more valuable than in my opinion i agree with joey on that of, of somebody posting hey maine is a great place to go and these days you just don't know what's paid for what's not what's what's sincere what's not whereas if you're talking to a friend he tells you listen we went out last thir- you know we went out last thursday to the main it was amazing you really should try it then definitely have something that you would try uh Word of mouth, uh, in, in my opinion, I think Joey, Joey agrees on this, is is, uh, is the single most important thing for a restaurant, especially when it's starting and for it to get to, to gain traction. Am I right? 100%. Yeah. Um, we want to know what our, it's, it's water cooler conversation. Everybody mm. wants to know, where did you go for dinner? You know, what's happening? What's hot? Um, and, you know, we, we've talked a lot about brand loyalty on the program today. And one of the things for you about brand loyalty is getting that personalization. Why is that? You know, you talk about what you do in the restaurant. You talk about the managers being involved, the servers. Why is that personalization such such an important thing for you? We believe brand loyalty is predicated on creating a personalized experience. Brand loyalty is almost the result of that personalization, tailoring 
that experience to that customer. So knowing where they like to sit, how they, who they like to be served by, uh, what are their favorite items, uh, recognizing them. I mean, that's really the holy grail of the hospitality industry is recognition and familiarity. Um, and, and really making our, our guests, our regulars feel that it's their place. Um, that if something doesn't go right, if there's something, they, they should speak up, they should talk mm. about it, and we'll take immediate action. And one of the things I wanted to get into with you is we heard a lot today about um, loyalty programs and discounts. How you, you guys are not on any discount. We are not on any discount uh, program. But in general, we started off uh, our restaurant with a lot of uh, value-driven promotions. I mean, yeah. every day of the week, there's something happening at the main. So we're already in a way discounted. Um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things going on. Um, and and how do you feel as as um, a, a restaurant owner founder? Do you feel there's a lot of pressure on people like you to to join some of these loyalty programs? I I tend not to pay too much attention to to that. Um, I think that once you start getting into this price war, it's a very slippery slope. I think if you create a concept with a great sense of value, people are smart; they'll pick up on it. And and I guess the, the argument, lots of people, you know, happily use apps, discount cards, those kinds of things to get better prices for restaurants. The other argument is, is the price inflated because there's a discount attached and they're expecting lots of people to have it. So is the price that you're paying for the food really what the food's worth? And I guess that's where your argument of the quality of the product being the most important. It is. It's 100% about the quality of the product and the quality of the experience. And people just want to... We're creatures of habit. We want to go where people know us. We want to go somewhere that feels like home. And that's really what it boils down to. And if you could give some advice to someone listening who's thinking, oh, sounds like restaurants are a great idea. This guy's got three. Um, there's a food truck. There's potentially uh, international expansion. What do you wish you would have known back at the start of going into <laughs> opening restaurants? One of the sort of big eye openers for you, Jay. Um, God. I think... I, um, I think you have to focus a lot on training. How you communicate the DNA of your brand to your people is the most important thing that you can do. Um, figuring out how to get everyone to uh, love it as much as you do, I think is the, is the key to success. And what is your favorite thing about your restaurants? What is it? Can you ever go in there and have a nice experience or are you constantly working when you go in there? I, I love going there. I, um, you know, it's funny. If, when I walk into the restaurant and I close my eyes, the sound of it is what I love. You know, that sort of boisterous brasserie energy, um, the music, the sound of people having a good time. I mean, that really <laughs> gets me going. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. And, and what, what are the staff like when you walk in? Is it like, Joey's here. Let's, um, got good. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some more uh, attention when I'm there. But, but in general, it, it, they're in a rhythm. Yeah. And actually it gives me an enormous amount of pleasure to watch them in that rhythm and enjoying what they do. Amazing. My friend works, um, she has restaurants in the UK. And when I go anywhere with her... She walks in and something, straight new picture somewhere. She just can't switch off. So yeah, I, think I can't switch off either. It's very <laughs> difficult for me to go to other restaurants because... It still works. You become, you become a critic machine, don't you? I'm not a critic. I just, I, I, I pay attention to everything. I, and I, I gather, I'm, a, I'm a collector, collecting little ideas. I can immediately tell when the energy is off uh, or when, when it's not moving 
in the right rhythm, like I said. You does can, that, you does can that tell. make your dining experiences elsewhere less pleasant? No, I tend to go there 10 minutes before my group arrives so that I kind of get absorb. try to absorb <laughs> it and have a little meeting with the waiter and, and see if I can, yeah. Top tip, if you are a friend with Joey, do not go to a restaurant with him on time. Arrive late. So but I will order time. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, yeah, so you, you can still have a nice time when you go to another restaurant. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I have the best time and I love to travel and I love to see new experiences and and. And I'm I'm the first person to go to a new city and, and, and research what are the, the best places. And I ask a lot of different people, to your point earlier, yeah. um, but I'm not always looking for the obvious places. It doesn't have to be on the list. Sometimes yeah. I'm looking for that little hidden tavern. Yeah. Off um, the beaten track. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, do you, when you're out eating in other places and trying new experience, because I have a lot of friends that are restaurateurs and they all do that. Do you dwell a lot on the taste of the food and all that? So you, you know, absolutely. Type, yeah. And, and yeah. actually so, questioning so why restaurateurs. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I just, I want to take the dish and bring yeah. it back and be like, why is this work so well? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so much time is spent trying to perfect something. I mean, the, the fish taco, I mean, yeah. probably uh, six months before we got it perfect. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's why mine at home don't taste as good then. I've not spent six months <laughs> working on them. It's that, been <laughs> that's because you can't cook, Natalie. It's Excuse me, George. I am an excellent chef. I'm still waiting for the invite. Let me tell I'm you. I'm still waiting for that invite. Big thank you to our everyday entrepreneur this week, Joey Gazal, the main man from the main <laughs> oyster bar and grill. Um, thank you so much for coming on the program. A real pleasure. Thank you. This is Dubai I 103.8.